home title fraud is a big problem and a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you protect your own? You buy a home and you have all this equity, and then what? And then someone comes in and tries to take it all and steal it from you? Sounds great, doesn't it? There is one person that stands at the gate, literally protecting your home, the home of loved ones. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. $100 search for free when you sign up. Stu has it. I have it. We have it not because they're an advertiser. We have it because we believe in this. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. <laughs> I do want to talk about Amy uh, uh, Klobuchar in the middle of a snowstorm talking about global warming. I just think it's just it's just hysterical. Just visually, it's just hysterical. Um, but I also want to talk to you. I, I've 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 been thinking about the president's state of the union last week and there is something that i think is really important that he said in that yes he talked about the rights of children born and unborn i was proud of him uh, on that of course those few democrats that actually stood and applauded on that he called Congress to ban all late-term abortions performed once a child in the womb could experience pain. Once again, good. Now, there's something else that he said that I thought was really good, very patriotic, yada yada. But I haven't seen anybody really talk about this the way perhaps it should be. And today, with the new candidates jumping in and the the new green deal we should go back to the president's speech and we do that in one minute this is the glenn beck program three days left until valentine's day <laughs> Stu just shook his head oh no jeez oh, no. three days i it that doesn't feel like we were just talking about it being 10 days i know i know and now there's three so everybody's got something uh and uh, you're not going to be able to get something good now you're going to be toast. Very uh, soon. You better, you better do something today, right now, right 1-8- now. 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. They have 18 red roses for $29.99. $29.99. You can get two dozen plus a vase for $10 more. It is an unbelievable offer with three days left. 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. 18 red roses, $29.99. 24 upgrade to 24 with the glass vase for 10 bucks more. Do it right now. You're going to do exactly what Stu did when I said three days from Valentine's Day. You're going to roll your eyes and go, oh, crap. This offer expires today. So do it right now. When I stop talking, it you you will. It's like you're going back to sleep. Soon as I stop telling you about this, you're going to go, I've got to do this. And then I stop talking about it and you will forget about it until I start talking to you about it tomorrow. So do it right now. Offer ends today. Use the uh, radio code Beck. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. Code Beck. 1-800-Flowers.com. You remember the towards the end of the speech, the president said one thing that I thought was stunning that a president had to say, and I was glad he said it. 
he took an unequivocal stand against socialism. And if you remember right, he said, America will never be a socialist country. And all the Republicans, and I think there were a couple of people in the Democratic Party that stood up for that. We will never be a socialist country. I want to point this out in a different way, because most people in the press have ignored it. Um, We have said, yes, finally, somebody is saying it. But what is it that he actually said? When he said the United States will never be a socialist country, the feeling in the room was palpable. But what was it he actually said? Because we've heard him say it before, just in different words. In fact, we've heard it said by every single member of Congress, just in different words. Those words, I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's what he said. We'll never be a socialist country. I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. What, why that was so shocking, and I didn't think of it at the time, why that was so shocking is because it's been a long time since we've heard any politician say those words outside of their oath that they quickly forget. I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Now, the problem is, Democratic socialists, their agenda here in the U.S. is crazy. Do we have that audio we just played from Cory Booker on the New Deal? The New Green Deal. Listen to this. Our planet is in peril, and we need to be bold. It's one of the reasons why I signed on to the resolution, a co-sponsor of the resolution for the Green New Deal. And there's a lot of people now that are blowing back on the Green New Deal. They're like, oh, it's impractical. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, it's all of this. If we used to govern our dreams that way, we would have never gone to the moon. God, that's impractical. You see that ball in the sky? That's impractical. We are a nation that has done impossible things before. And my parents taught me reach for the, reach for the moon. Reach Stop. for the stars. This is, this is the problem. You notice how they're framing this, that this is a moonshot. That this is something that we're going to do together, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. The moonshot was something that we, that we did together through private companies. We did it together. Now, there were public things like NASA as well, and we have debated that forever. In fact, we've just gotten out of that. And we now have things like SpaceX, which are showing us that they can do things much faster, much cheaper and better than even NASA. But what we're talking about with the new Green Deal is something entirely different. See, our Constitution says there is a Bill of Rights. And these are the things that the people own. And the government must never do these things ever. What the green, the new deal, the new green deal does is, in Ocasio-Cortez's own words, 
takes the second Bill of Rights, which was attempted by FDR, and expands that. Well, we we never passed the second Bill of Rights. Americans, they don't even know there was an attempt to do this. And what it was was to say there is a new Bill of Rights. Forget about all those other ones. Here's the Bill of Rights. The United States government believes that you have a right to a house. You have a right to a job. You have a right to food. You have a right to medicine and medical care. Well, we've already passed the medical care. They're doing it in bits and pieces. Now this is a large sweep to be able to take over the entire economy. This is not constitutional. Now, that's why you see progressives. They hate the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They hate it. They need it to be destroyed. That's why they try to convince people that it's a living document. That it's out of date, written by dead old white men. The Constitution is a barrier, you see. It's a barrier to fascism, to socialism, to communism, to all forms of statism. Because the Constitution is written as you are the king. You are the one who is in charge of your life. And democratic socialists hate it. And they think if the people democratically choose socialism, then somehow it makes it fair and acceptable. But that's exactly what the Constitution prevents. No matter how, how the people might vote, the Constitution makes the voting part irrelevant. Slavery, by the way, even if it's won by a popular vote, is still slavery. Popular vote doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how you try to spin it. The people want slavery. Well, the people can't have slavery. The Constitution inherently limits the power of democracy to ensure that our natural God-given rights as individuals are never subverted by popular opinion. This is the antithesis of the socialist doctrine. Our founding, our founding documents identify and protect the rights and the freedom of the individual against the state. Socialism and socialist doctrine protects the rights and interests of the state and the collective over the rights of the individual. You know, very few people have the courage to speak out and face the criticism. I don't know what it is about Donald Trump, but he seems to thrive on criticism. And in an era where standing for the rights of the individual and standing up for America first leads to rampant accusations of of racism and misogyny and bigotry and greed. It kind of makes a guy who thrives on criticism kind of the only guy who could possibly weather this storm. By saying America will never be a socialist country. What Donald Trump said last week is we are going to continue to live under the U.S. Constitution. What he said yesterday or last week. What he said on 
on the on the on the platform with Nancy Pelosi grinning at him was something I haven't heard a politician say after they've taken the oath. I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Back to the program in uh, one minute. Stand by. Nobody should feel unsafe at home. Fear doesn't have a place in, uh, in, in our homes, and that's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. Three million families and businesses already agree and are now protected by Simply Safe. This company. Three million. That's amazing. I know. They had like three the first time we talked to them. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, th- this company started, well, we remember when they had five or six employees. And uh, and they started and now they're this this billion dollar company um, and we're so proud to be associated with them. They're just really good people that really care about the product. They care about the people that buy their product. They care about the product. They have it in their own homes. They're living it. And I just I just love it. Uh, Simply Safe blanks blankets your whole home with protection. Around the clock, professionally monitoring. Make sure the police are on the way when you need them. There are no contracts. It is fourteen ninety five a month to be able to have that professional monitoring twenty four seven. We had a video feature too, where they can capture high quality video of someone instead of like the grainy nonsense that you usually see out of security cameras. Mm-hmm. High quality video, a clip of what happened, where it happened, who it was. And then when police show up, they're going to they're going to have video of it, and not have to guess. It's yeah. kind of nice. And it's and the video is like Stu said, not a, just a gray blob. <laughs> We're looking for a gray, a gray blob kind of in this shape. I mean, it's actually a picture or a video you can use. Mm. Uh, help protect your home right now. Get 10 percent off. Get free shipping on any system order. Just visit simplysafebeck.com and get started. That's simplysafebeck.com for 10 percent off your home security system. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Should we get into the um, the new green uh, green deal and uh, the nonsense that happened this weekend? How can we not? It's so much fun. So can we let's go, let's start just by going over the green uh, the green new deal, the green new deal or is, the new green deal, whatever which whatever it is. It'll be the green new deal. Okay. They're trying to keep new deal together because that's innovative democratic policy. You see, there's this great idea of a new deal. That is so new and exciting to all these millennials who probably don't know that there was a new deal and then a new new deal, which was rejected by the American people. This is this is the final play, I believe, to subvert the Constitution in the Bill of Rights. This is the play to reverse um, the Bill of Rights and change our system into and I'm there's no hyperbole here. Read it for yourself. You change the system from a, uh, uh, a charter of negative liberties against the government to a charter of positive liberties, the things the government must do, and you have the Soviet Union uh, Constitution, which, by the way, was changed like every 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the uh, one of the big things is they will, of course, get us off of fossil fuels completely within like a decade, uh, which is pretty aggressive considering uh, the amount that we use them now. I guess I don't. We still don't know an answer. Like, will we be able to use plastic cups? Right. Will we? Well, no, we uh, won't be able to. Use, no, I guess no. not. Um, well, if we're not getting fossil fuels, we also won't be able to take uh, medicine because mm-hmm. a lot of medicine is coated uh, in you know petrochemicals, uh, and uh, so you know to be able to take your medicine in that capsule, you need fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So if we're not using fossil fuels, you won't be able to take any capsules. <laughs> Minor things like that. Yeah, no big deal. Ninety-nine percent of cars would be taken off the road uh, mm-hmm. because they want all electric. Every building, every structure in America would need to be retrofitted with all sorts of different eco materials, which by the time you finish the job would be completely outdated anyway. Uh, and but, but they're talking about only tearing down or gutting every structure in America. Every structure in america now this is what cory booker just said you know people say that's crazy yeah it is crazy Mm -hmm. you're getting rid of all cars within 10 years all fossil fuels within 10 years you want to tear down or gut and rebuild every single structure in the united states of america in the next 10 years yeah there's a difference too between impossible and impossible on inspiring photos Right. Like there's there's those little um, hang in there posters that you can get that inspire you at work. You hang them on your wall and it's like, you know, resilience. And then there's like a nice little quote about it. And there's somebody who's like climbing a mountain. Right. Like that. Yeah. You could say that's impossible, but that's not really the term. What what really impossible means. You look at the moon. Look, it's a straight shot. There's almost no traffic. You can get there. It's hard. Right. That's not impossible. (laughs) Right. Right. Right? Impossible is getting rid and retrofitting every single structure in the country, plus taking 99 percent of the cars off the road and replacing them with a whole new fuel system within 10 years. That's impossible. Uh, The fuel system that you don't have yet, by the way. Right. Fuel system that we don't mm -hmm. even know what it is. Um, Also, um, you know, replacing it, I would assume that because they didn't ban coal, that we would be using coal. But coal is dirtier than the combustion engine today. Well, obviously, coal's not going to be a factor, Glenn. In fact, not even nuclear power is going to be a factor, even though it has zero emissions. They want that gone, too. The funniest part about this is how they say they're going to pay for it. Now, of course, that's that's the Cory Booker you know, he's he's indignant over something like a question mm-hmm. like that. How are we going to pay for it? Well, we're going to pay for it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said the same thing. Well, we're going to pay for it because we're a rich country and we can pay for it. In the document, they say they will pay for it the same way they paid for the New Deal, which, in case you're following along, is $50 trillion of debt. That's how they paid for the, the, the regular New Deal. The, the old timey New Deal has caused us $50 trillion of debt. So that's how they're going to pay for the Green New Deal. They actually cited as a positive example the New Deal, which is causing almost all of our debt problems. But you know, go ahead. That's a good just, way to do it. No, it's just like you to it's just like you to just to say these things like that. Um, there are, well, I was quoting them, so I don't know if it was just like me. Well, it was more like no, just well, like them. No, you mm-hmm. can't quote them and still not be a conspiracy theorist. Oh, didn't, okay. you, didn't you learn that over the weekend? Mm. That you can you can still quote them and be called a conspiracy theorist. Uh, so what what the um, uh, what one of the guys was saying that was on her team uh, was that this is not going to just cause debt. They're gonna they're gonna be able to print this money. They're going to print this money. 
and they're going to print this money and they're going to buy this stuff. But remember, it's it's uh, too few goods being chased by too many dollars, right? Too many dollars uh, chasing too few goods. That's inflation. But they say if we are tearing down all of America, those dollars are going to be chasing goods. We have to make those goods. So we're going to be fine. There's not going to be hyperinflation because we can just print the money and make the goods. This is China's philosophy, right? This Mm -hmm. is how you come up with ghost cities Mm -hmm. where no one lives. Yes. You spend hundreds of billions of dollars on cities with skyscrapers Mm -hmm. that remain empty because no one lives there or wants Mm -hmm. to live there. And it eventually fails. And it eventually fails. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing that now as a, you know, they're already seeing the beginnings of that. Mm -hmm. And their people are feeling the the beginnings of that. And if you have a complete control over the government and complete control over every person in your country, you can get away with that for a little while. Now, um, just so we have the Green New Deal, um, you know, really covered, we just want to let you know that it, it also is banning all airplanes. Yes, that's true. Uh, we did we did forget about that in ten years. Now, uh, isn't she revising that now? She's saying we wouldn't necessarily. No, we'd phase them out. We'd phase it, oh, them phase out because phase those things with the forty-year lifespan out over ten years. Yeah, uh, that's okay. We're just going to phase them out mm-hmm. because we're going to find new technology in the next ten years. We'll probably, and I'm quoting, have solar technology for solar planes. Better get above above those clouds pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, that pretty super light and efficient batteries too. Mm, yeah, really light and really, really efficient. efficient. But again, like I always question this because they always say that conservatives are anti-science. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a big mm-hmm. claim. They mm-hmm. We're anti-science. We don't care about science. Mm-hmm. But like, if you get a development like you're talking about, there will be no need for any of these laws. No. If science does, in fact, create these things that would have uh, cut emissions by that much, because solar technology and battery technology improves so by leaps and bounds, which I think is really possible. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that happens, you're not going to need any of these laws. No. Right? So that's the problem here, is they have to both say there's magical scientific innovation right around the corner, but not unless we do these laws that won't require it. It really is circuitous. It doesn't make any sense. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Um, public Wi-Fi is a nightmare. Public Wi-Fi, the problem with public Wi-Fi is it has, you know, the problem in the name. Public. Public. That's public. why you want you want public. Uh, you want a public pool or a private pool? You want public school or private school? <laughs> right. You know, you want a public right. bathroom or a private bathroom? You want a private uh, uh, internet uh, connection or do you want a public internet connection? Private. Yes, private. Mm-hmm. Private. Norton Secure Virtual Private Network. It's for your laptop. It's for your mobile devices. It's easy to use, simple to install it. You log in once, and Norton Secure VPN immediately provides you with more privacy and more security. Nobody's tracking you. Nobody's following you around online and collecting information. Protecting you from hackers by encrypting your connection only Norton Secure VPN. Go to Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN starts at about three bucks a month. We have Chad Prather coming up uh, on today's program. He's got a new podcast starting and his show Humor Me is on uh, blazedtv.com slash Beck. Use Beck for 10 bucks off. 
This podcast is sponsored by simplysafe.com slash Glenn. I love doing commercials for Simply Safe because I have this system. In fact, I have it in my office even where we have a lot of collectibles. So when we lock up the doors on the weekend, we know nobody's going to, you know, steal the ruby slippers or the cup of a carpenter. Simply Safe is the best home security. They believe nothing should come between you and protecting your home. Simply Safe has created a system where you own the alarm system. So for $14.95 a month, they give you the 24/7 monitoring. It's all wireless so you don't have to worry about somebody cutting the lines or the power going out. All of it still works. Get a jump on protecting your home the Simply Safe way. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. G-L-E-N-N. No time like the present. This is how you protect your home and your stuff. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the program, the Glenn Beck program with uh, Pat Gray now joining us uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear uh, anytime, wherever you find your podcast, or you can uh, also listen to him live uh, prior to this broadcast on the Blaze Radio and Television Network, mm-hmm. blazetv.com slash Beck. Okay, Pat Gray. Yes. I heard driving in a story mm-hmm. today from Great Britain. Yeah. And uh, you said it's coming here. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely is coming here. The only mm-hmm. reason why they're ahead and the only reason why it's not here is because for the time being, we have the First Amendment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's quickly being done away with, as we see every day in the news. I mean, you, sure, you've got freedom of speech, but you can't have your job. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that's crazy. And California just uh, contemplated and did they pass the law? I'm trying to think. Uh, where if you use the wrong pronoun in school, in public schools, you can be arrested. Is that a problem? And fined. Wait, if I use the wrong pronoun, I can be arrested? Well, in Great Britain, a 38-year-old mother was arrested in front of her children and locked up for seven hours and intensely uh, interrogated after referring to a transgendered woman as a man online. Wait, she didn't beat the person. She didn't shoot the person. She didn't torture the person. No. She referred to the person as a man online. Wow. And you arrest her for that? And sure. that's different from a bullet how. <laughs> well, in that it didn't hurt or kill anyone. I mean, it hurt feelings, perhaps, Mm. but it used to be sticks and stones would break your bones. Names would never hurt you. That's not the case anymore, especially in Great Britain. But again, it is coming here. I mean, we see it every day. Three officers detained her and quizzed her at a station at the station for seven hours for dead naming. Now, that's... Told you. Yeah, dead naming. Told you. Isn't that great? I love that expression. Yeah, dead naming. Uh, You can't dead name people. Now, what dead naming means is... Mm. Uh, you cannot say um, anything about uh, Caitlyn Jenner. You could say about Caitlyn Jenner, but you can't say Bruce Jenner. Oh, what? That's Are a you dead de- name. That's oh a dead gosh. name. That's a dead name. How Once dare you, you mention even bring it up. Bruce Jenner, you're dead naming Caitlyn, <laughs> and that name is dead. They're Despite dead. the fact that that dead name was a gold medal winner in the olympics that would be like if um adolf hitler would have on the last day of the war (laughs) said i'm a woman 
I'm um, Gertrude Hunzelsflipe. <laughs> and I want everybody to know I'm Gertrude Hunzelsflipe. And you'd go, wait, you're Adolf Hitler. How dare named you? him. Oh, her. Him? Her, you dead named her. That is a different <laughs> life that never happened. Well, to the point where in documentaries about the Olympics, they now will say uh, Caitlyn Jenner, who at this time was named Bruce Jenner. And it's like, well, Caitlyn Jenner right. would not have qualified for the event. Right. She's, if she was a woman, right. she would not be able to have been in the event that she supposedly won. You can talk about Bruce Jenner's accomplishments, but you are not to connect them to Caitlyn Jenner. You can't do that. That's dead naming. You can't. So they're not the same person. You can't have Caitlyn Jenner show up for an appearance no. to celebrate the Olympic they're victory. They're not the same person. No, they're not the same person. I no, think that Bruce Caitlyn Jenner's Jenner would dead. disagree with this. Wouldn't Caitlyn I Jenner think be like, Caitlyn hey, Jenner- Wait yes. a minute! Like I, I Caitlyn Jenner all those would things. disagree with almost all of this crap. Caitlyn Jenner, I mean, is is one person who makes a lot of sense on a lot of this crap, mm-hmm. and that's saying something. But I don't think that Caitlyn Jenner is the person that wants to put anybody in jail no. because you're like, oh, it was Bruce Jenner. Weren't you Bruce Jenner at one time? Put him in jail. That's that is not <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. I think Caitlyn Jenner would say yes. I was, but I'm not anymore. Yes, uh, and, be and that's the way it, it should be. Right? Yes, because your eyes don't deceive you. The history books are not wrong. This all happened, and this we all is... know it. <laughs> so you go to jail now in Great Britain. You go to jail if you call if you someone somebody if you... the wrong pronoun. That's crazy. Oh my gosh! I mean. Would you have ever, as weird as the world has been, especially since 2009 when Obama took over, I could have never predicted something like this. This gender thing is so out of control and upside down. It's all-encompassing, too. It is. It's all-encompassing. It's the same with the New Green Deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 or the Green New Deal. It, it, this is all-encompassing. This is to give uh, to change the Constitution into a Constitution of positive, positive liberties, liberties, which ruins it. It's not the Constitution anymore. No, it's, it's that. no, it's everywhere else. It's it, why the Canadians. I ask uh, Gad Sad, uh, who I think we're going to try to uh, expedite his podcast and maybe put it out this week. Oh, really? Uh, we're going to try. Um, uh, is because, that your way of telling us to do that? Because no, I, I, okay. I, I wrote somebody. <laughs> yes, but take it as that. Okay. I, I wrote to somebody on Friday and, and asked if we could expedite that. Okay. Um, but um, he's he's remarkable. And I said to him, "Why is it? Why is it that it's all the Canadians that are standing up? Where is academia here in America? And there are a few academics that are standing up, but ca- Canada few. is on the war path. And he said, because we don't have the illusion of freedom of speech." You guys have the First Amendment, and you think you'll always have it. We know we don't have it. And so if we don't fight for it, we're going to really lose good it. Point. That's right. a really, really good point. And, Same in Britain. And, this, and what's scary is you just think you're always going to have it. Yeah. And unless you even know it, you won't have it. And I'm telling you, mm. this is the most radical Congress ever elected. Oh, no question. Did uh, it, it, There was... There was a tweet put out because of this whole um, Green New Deal and the back and forth with Ocasio-Cortez. And how that was a lie and it was made up. Okay, And yet, every 76 congressmen have signed on to it. 
including a bunch of them that are running for president, yeah. by the way. Six. Seventy-six. Seventy-six congressmen, senators, and presidential candidates have signed on to it. That's that's getting rid of cars. That's uh-huh. getting rid of airplanes. That's Dude, within ten years. That's that's uh, that's decimating every house. Trying to gutting. stop cow farts. Uh, every every house, all of it. So um, there was this big thing about the cow farts and mm-hmm. whether or not it's a job for those who won't work. That's what we're arguing about. We're arguing about the if the cow farts were in there or whether they were guaranteeing a job for people who were unwilling to work. That's your problem, America. So anyway, um, the guy who put it out is her chief of staff. Do you know who the chief of staff is? Do you know how radical that guy is? I actually thought of Van Jones this weekend and thought, dude, I think you I think you're probably on our side. I think you are starting to look like yeah. a conservative. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've overton windowed us to the point where Van Jones when looks like a conservative. I and I mean that sincerely. Mm-hmm. I think Van Jones is probably not welcome anywhere near Ocasio-Cortez and her people. I know he got lots of heat for working with Jared Kushner on the criminal uh, justice reform stuff. I mean, he, the Democrats yeah, didn't how like... Dare he. Yeah, how dare you work with them and, and cross that line. I mean, it is amazing. That, I mean, that's how far we've come that fast. We're like... We were pointing out that Van Jones had all these uh, past beliefs and he hadn't really shunned them yet when it comes to communism and socialism now like that's the mainstream position of the democratic party and van jones sure is no is. longer welcome yeah and that is phenomenal to mm-hmm. me absolutely phenomenal i heard you talking about the state of the union address last week where the president said we will never be a socialist country can you imagine a democrat saying that there, i i can't think of a single democrat who would declare that you, you can't you well, not with 76 percent of the no way uh, the 76 uh, co-sponsors of the, right? the green new deal that can't you can't you can't that right. is that is fascism. Well, what three That's of them fascism. stood up when he said it? I think three of them stood up. But I mean, think about—we've only had one Democratic president since the Democratic president was on the stage saying the era of big government is over. Yeah, jeez, that is not, that's gosh. one Democratic president ago. You couldn't elect <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton is in like the, a, in the Democrat Party now. Oh well, no, let for, alone for, for different reasons too. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, still. Now they don't like him, and I guess that's you know b- b- partially because of of his shenanigans when it comes to uh, women mm-hmm. uh, when the Me Too thing. But also, I think he doesn't fit ideologically anymore. No, doesn't fit. He no. doesn't. When are the regular Democrats going to wake up? And, and I don't think they I will because they will. The, because the press is is covering for for all of this. Listen to this. Fact checkers sparred with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez over their alleged bias. But it ended on a high note. Okay? Okay. It talks about, beyond the fracas, the episode touched off a larger and public back and forth about fact-checking, how claims are chosen and the standards used in checking them. That's because of Ocasio-Cortez in a quit Twitter thread. Ask how fact-checkers do their work, their rules, and whether she's being treated fairly compared to other high-profile officials like White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The fact-checkers answered, tweeted out their rules of engagement, and explained how she was not being held to a standard different than anyone and from there
there, the congresswoman pivoted away from conflict. She called fact-checking critically important and said it was important for everyone to know the rules and thank the fact-checkers for their work. (laughs) (laughs) The Washington Post fact-checker responded, this is classy and I uh, I appreciate it. As confrontations over fact-checking go, the outcome was as close to a win-win that can be had. Ocasio-Cortez's cordial exit let her reclaim some high ground, even if her original tweet is still there. The fact-checkers got a high-profile opportunity to explain how they do it and why. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. That's good. Are you kidding me? Did you read David Harsani, who used to work for The Blaze? Yeah. Did you read his article on how biased these fact-checkers are? Oh, yeah. And the way they cherry-pick their their facts and, and how they spin everything? It's just the fact-checkers are not fact-checkers. Well, I'm going to give you, uh, you know, when I used to say, hey, you know, we should look at the people surrounding uh, some of these leaders. I think we might want to do that again. Mm-hmm. A, a non-visual chalkboard for radio coming up in just a minute. Uh, who is the chief of staff of Ocasio-Cortez? This guy makes Van Jones. Remember, Van Jones, 10 years ago, I said was one of the most dangerous people in america because he was a communist radical that would never explain his past i believe that looks like a i don't i don't even know a mr rogers episode of extremism compared to mm-hmm. this i'm going to introduce you to the guy who actually wrote the uh, green new deal and is her chief of staff. Wait until you wow. meet him and his heroes. That's at the top of the hour. Thanks, Pat. Blinds.com, one home improvement you can do that will totally change the look and feel of your home. No contractor is required and no high ticket price. Most people re- replace their blinds or their window coverings when they're selling their home. Do it now. Do it now and enjoy the transformation. But if you are selling, this is a very good idea. Blinds.com can help make the selection and ordering the installation of brand new window coverings. It's fast and it's easy. And their design consultants will chat online, get you on the phone, even FaceTime with you. That's how committed they are to help you pick out and install the perfect window coverings. Plus, every order gets free samples, free shipping, and free online design consultation. With over 20 years online and 15 million windows covered, Blinds.com is America's number one choice for custom-made-to-order window coverings. Go to Blinds.com now through February 14th. Huge site-wide savings and an additional 5% off with the promo code back. That's Blinds.com. Site-wide savings plus 5% off if you use the promo code back. It's Blinds.com. Boy, there's some uh, there. Maybe it's just me because we're we've been surrounded by heart attacks and and uh, and deaths uh, recently. Um, there's some some icons that are being lost. One of them uh, is a, a huge, huge champion of 
small government and uh, and and small uh, spending and getting back to a real budget. Yeah, real loss with Walter Jones, congressman uh, who passed away, uh, I believe it was yesterday. And he was one of the he's in the Liberty Caucus with Justin Amash and Thomas Massey. And it's that type of group that we did a list. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where they ranked the best uh, voting records when it comes to government spending and cutting. And Justin Amash was one. Thomas Massey was two. You know, Jimmy Duncan, Raul Labrador, Morgan Griffith. And Walter Jones was next on that list. I mean, he was he's one of the best. He was one of the best uh, congressmen when it comes to spending stuff. I love how the. Uh, the Rally News and Observer uh, covered it. Walter Jones, congressman who worked to atone for his Iraq war vote, is dead at 76. Now, this is a true story in which he voted initially for the Iraq war and then came to not like it so much. He fought very hard for for, um, veterans issues. It was Mm -hmm. basically his biggest life passion. Mm -hmm. Um, And he would... He constantly worked for the rights of veterans and make sure they were taken care of. And he found that he was... He thought he was wrong on that vote. Uh, and you know, okay, that it, that was certainly a part of his career and a part of what he fought I think for. An important part, though. I mean, I don't think that's a slam. It's not a slam. It's yeah. just it's just the the one thing they. I mean, this is a guy. Again, he's one of the top people who is consistent when it comes to shrinking the size of government. Mm-hmm. You know, this is and yes, the Iraq War vote was part of it. Is that is that a headline though? Like a congressman who just tried to atone for a mistake. Like they found a mistake he made, so that's what they highlight in the in the. Well, much better headline. than the much better than all of the congressmen who don't atone for their mistakes, don't ever admit oh, their mistakes, oh, and, no. and, and, and never do it. You give Jones a lot of credit here. It's a lot a of real credit. loss for us in Congress yeah. and, the, and the fight for liberty. He was a real ally in that fight, and definitely sorry to see him go. Well, good news is we have Ocasio Cortez. Oh, okay, uh, and. Her chief of staff, who I will introduce to you next. If you are uh, already own a home and it might be uh, time to think about refinancing, I think it's a great time because these insurance, uh, these uh, interest rates have never been lower. We were in a historic period of low interest rates, so why not refinance into something that makes some sense? Especially if you have a, a you know adjustable rate mortgage. You can get out of that and get to a you know a thirty year fixed. Got it. Great Gotta rate. Got to do it Gotta because do then it. you then you you never have to worry if, if if interest rates go up later. You're going to make more money on whatever you have in the bank, and you're going to be yep. able to help pay your mortgage off. Yep. So make a ten minute phone call to the salary based mortgage consultants at American Financing. Learn more about it. You can get pre qualified uh, within ten minutes. They have an A plus rating with a BBB. Over twenty five hundred Google reviews. They never charge upfront fees. They work for you. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, net. Radio program begins in about two seconds. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, uh, I think it's about time we get the old chalkboard out and we start connecting the dots of the radicals. Um, because this weekend, while everyone was talking about the, uh, the Green New Deal and arguing back and forth whether or not that, you know, Ocasio-Cortez had in her original Green New Deal cow farts or not, we kind of miss that this is 
a complete reversal of the Constitution. And 76 Democrats have already signed on for it. The most radical Congress in American history is now in place. And we might want to look at the people surrounding them. I begin with the chief of staff of Ocasio-Cortez in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, it's, it's, there's nothing better when something that's really amazing gets even better. All office chairs are not the same. There are those, you know, crappy chairs that you can, you know, you can get from Staples or wherever, um, and they contribute to our bad backs and our necks and our shoulders. And then there's X chair, improved wheels. Now you can enhance your X chair's performance and protect your floors with the incredible new X wheel blade caster. These are urethane wheels that are driven, butter smooth, whisper quiet, ball bearings, and they are built to last. Also, a wider base. <clears throat> Because we generally, as Americans, now have a white, a wider base. The good people at X-Chair have noticed that our bases are getting wider, and so their chairs should get a little wider as well. speaking from experience here? Don't or? know what you're talking about here. Then the new X-Chair Basic. Great chair, great price. Also, the X-Chair comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Take advantage of X-Chair's new financing option. Pay as little as $30 a month. X-Chair now on sale for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com. If you use the promo code BE, ECK Beck, you'll also get a free footrest along with $100 off. It's xchairbeck.com. Stu, I'm going to share something that uh, I think is incredible. Uh, I think is something that uh, uh, um, Americans really need to wake up to, uh, especially Democrats. Who is behind Ocasio-Cortez and her Green New Deal? Who's behind that? Well, we know now because uh, it was, you know, because you can't hide on the Internet they went back and forth all weekend about, no, I didn't say cow farts. That wasn't something we put in there. No, no, no. We didn't say that whether you're willing or not willing to work, you'd get money from the government. No, no, no. We didn't say anything about that. First, misdirection. Why argue about something of such nonsense when you're talking about a complete reversal of the Bill of Rights? And that's not my words. That's their words. This is... Um, addition in addition to franklin roosevelt's second bill bill of rights well we didn't have a second bill of rights america rejected it why because it reverses us and makes us into a socialist or fascistic state a state where you might own public production but the state guides you that's fascism the other is communism, where the state owns all of the means of production. 
and and only for a while because then it gives it to the people remember that it always and it always happens that way it gives it right to the people this is the people's plant although none of the people actually have a say in how it's run well they do give it to people it's just usually the 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 people at the very top that are in the government they're the (sighs) ones that wind up getting it in the end okay so psychot uh i know i'm gonna butcher his name and i apologize for it chak rabarti Mm. Uh, is my the, favorite of the Chakrabarty family. <laughs> yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he is uh, Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff. And I just want to show you how arrogant and comfortable they are. You remember when I was in last week, last Tuesday, I went to the State of the Union, and I told you afterwards what was stunning to me was the arrogance and how radical this class was. This is, I'm telling you right now, Van Jones looks like, you know, a puppet in one of Mr. Rogers' kingdom plays. He is nothing compared to this incoming class. And we're going to show you some examples of that, but I just want to show you. You know, you, you look to somebody and you say, "Who are their heroes? Who are their heroes? You know, who do they spend time thinking about? Who are they? Who are they surrounding themselves with?" For instance, behind me is a painting that I did this weekend of Abraham Lincoln, and. When I'm painting, I'm generally painting something that is uplifting, something that uh, somebody I admire, etc., etc. That's the way people are. You don't generally wear things or surround yourself with pictures of people you despise. Nowhere in the Democratic Party are there pictures of me and my family on their desk. Unless they're just focused on destroying me. Nobody's like, you know what? I'm going to wear a Glenn Beck t-shirt. Ben Jones doesn't own one. So who does, who does Psychot? Who is, who, who is he willing to wear a t-shirt? And that face is on there. Now, we have seen people that wear Che Guevara. Che, of course, we know is a brutal killer, hated homosexuals, hated African-Americans, brutal, brutal killer of artists and poets and writers and press. He was a psycho. Although he's kind of acceptable. So as I'm I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the website of. Ocasio-Cortez, and I'm trying to figure out who wrote this Green Deal. Well, the guy who put it out and who is marked as the author on the PDF is her chief of staff. So who is he? Well, he's a hot hunk. That's who he is. Oh, you should see him. He's a hot hunk. Well, looking at the hot hunk t- uh, 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 pictures that are going around, uh, you know, where all of the women are saying, oh, look at him. He's a hot hunk. Uh, I noticed that he's wearing a T-shirt of somebody that I thought, oh, I can't. who is that? Well, Stu, have you ever heard of, and again, I'm going to, 
butcher the name, Netaji Subhas Chandra Bose, I think. Okay. That was just seemed like a lot of letters you mixed up. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. So he was a guy that in 19, 1928, he started the Indian National Congress, 1928, 1929, somewhere in that. And uh, what was happening in the world in 1928-29? Well, there was a big explosion, kind of like there is now, of nationalism, communism, extremism, fascism, and nationalism. So he was a nationalist, and he started the Indian National Congress in, in 1929. And he had everybody, there was 2,000 people in this, and he had everybody uh, um, march in these, these new uniforms that he had made. Does this sound familiar? Who else in 1920s was getting people together under a national socialist flag, making uniforms, and having them march in, in these grand parades? We'll get back to him in a minute. Gandhi saw this in 1928 and said, this is an absolute circus. But Gandhi would later have to take a stand in 1935. This guy was this guy was um, uh, was a full fledged fascist and was calling for a dictator. He wrote a book and see if this sounds familiar to you, Stu. Um, He wrote a book you might have heard of. Um, or it might sound familiar. Uh, it was called Indian Struggle. <laughs> struggle, like a kampf, or as it were. Yeah, like a um, mind, mind kampf. kampf. My struggle. This is Indian, Indian struggle. <laughs> Indian kampf. Right. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and the struggle also uh, jihad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, he writes the Indian struggle. When Hitler is writing my struggle, they both are talking about fascism. In 1935, he decides he's going to bring this book to one of his heroes, Benito Mussolini. Now, the reason why he left uh, India is because Gandhi and Nehru were against him. And they said, we have no place for you. There's no place for the kind of violence and the kind of system that you are are asking for. Gandhi said that uh, national socialism and communism, you can't blend these two things. You can't go either direction because they're both wrong. So he's chased out by Gandhi. Now, I want you to just understand, this guy has a choice between Gandhi and Mussolini and Hitler. He chooses Mussolini and Hitler, not Gandhi. So he goes over to uh, Mussolini, gives him a book. Then he goes over in 1941. So there's no there's no doubt who Hitler is in 1941. He goes over in 1941 to meet with Herr Hitler, and they meet. And he meets with, I think it was Goebbels, uh, and uh, the Nazis give him his own stormtroopers. Isn't that great? And his own little radio facility called Radio Free India. 
so he can spill his propaganda, his anti-Gandhi, anti-Nehru propaganda, pro-national socialist propaganda into India. He then goes over to the imperial state of Japan and he sides with the Japanese and the Japanese also give him stormtroopers, if you will. In 1943, he he put together the provisional government of a free India. He declared himself head of state, prime minister, minister of war and minister of foreign affairs. He, he expected to continue this after the war was won by the Japanese and the Nazis. And he he um, insisted on absolute loyalty to him and execution and torture of those who disagreed with him. He in in uh in the same year he talked about how india needed a ruthless dictator not just to get rid of the english but a ruthless dictator to rule for at least 20 years after uh, liberation he says as long as there is a third party these dissensions will not end they will continue to grow they'll disappear only when an iron dictator rules over india for 20 years for for a few years at least after the end of british rule in india there must be a dictatorship no other constitution can flourish in this country and it is uh, so to india's good that she be ruled by a dictator to begin with he no longer liked just fascism he was now a national socialist he liked the nazi leaders how do you pick how do you pick hitler over gandhi that's pretty hard to do it's pretty hard to do now when you get up in the morning and you have a a choice of any t-shirt on the planet you could wear and you are ocasio cortez's chief of staff and it, you have a choice of t-shirts you could pick a gandhi t-shirt you could pick a lincoln t-shirt you could pick a nike t-shirt you could pick a colin kaepernick t-shirt but you instead pick the T-shirt depicting the face of the guy who selected Mussolini and Adolf Hitler and worked with them. I think it's time we bring the chalkboard out because I think there's a whole new class of radicals that you need to be aware of. And we need to do it again, and we need to do it right so our Democratic friends, not the ones in Washington, but the ones on the street, will listen because they are surrounded by people who believe any means possible. That's just your writer of the Green New Deal. We'll continue later. All right, three days left until Valentine's. Uh, seems like uh, everybody is selling bouquets, drugstores, supermarkets, gas stations, you name it. But they all look the same. I went to my daughter. She's in uh, Mary Poppins. And I went to her performance this weekend. And I, 
I stopped by and I got uh, the bouquets and they all look alike. Everybody was giving their daughters exactly the same bouquet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for Valentine's Day, get it from the Rose Authority, 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 18 red roses for twenty nine ninety nine, or you can upgrade to 24 roses for 10 bucks more. Sale ends today. Today. But you have plenty of time. You have like a few hours if you just order now. Right. You can get that done. Right. I guess if you just instead hear your message and then decide not to do anything until a little bit later, you'll forget and then have nothing. That's one option. Or you could just order now. Order right now. Three days left until Valentine's Day. And this offer ends at midnight tonight at 1-800-Flowers.com. These are red roses. Uh, you can get 18 red roses for twenty nine ninety nine Upgrade to 24 assorted roses plus a vase for $10 more. It's 1-800-Flowers.com, 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-Flowers.com. Use the, uh, the click on the radio icon and enter the code BECK. The offer ends today. 10 seconds, station ID. How do you do that, Stu? How do you put on a T-shirt for somebody who was col- uh, collaborating with the Nazis? I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't, I don't care who you were. Uh, you know. Well, we were fighting the British. No, you chose Hitler over Gandhi. How do you spin that? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is some socialist spin that he was a hero oh no there, right? there is there's there's mm-hmm. some you know who should get on about this uh is um oh, just uh, is making the movies now went to jail uh friend of ours dinesh uh, dinesh mm. dinesh d'souza would know all about this guy mm. and uh, there is a movement to make this guy into a hero but i'm sorry you picked hitler over gandhi i don't know how you spin that and you could say, well, uh, Winston Churchill was a monster. I'll agree with you. I 100% agree with you in, in India. And in the end of his life, uh, Winston Churchill kind of said the same thing. Yeah, wow. I uh, didn't really see that one. <laughs> uh, he was a monster in India. He was. And there's no question about it. But he was fighting for freedom on one side. And fighting on the other side. But you had Gandhi to go to. Yeah. Gandhi. And, and we've talked about the Che Guevara shirts for a long time. They became a pop culture sort of situation and people would just wear them. And so many people would wear them with no real knowledge, right? Like this that was that was what we were considering as the problem, right? This people don't know the truth about Che. So they wear these shirts and they're wearing a mass murderer shirt and they don't even know it. You don't pick a guy like this. Without having real d- deep knowledge as to what he did with his life. Where do you get a Chakrabarty t-shirt? I mean, where do you... <laughs> He's Chakrabarty, right? He's not wearing a t-shirt oh, no, no, himself. No, 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 no. Uh, a uh, yeah. Chandra Bose t-shirt. By the way, L Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big big, uh, big sources for me when it comes to politics. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, they refer to him not as... Uh, what were you calling? Sakit... What is his name again? Chakrabarty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sakat Chakrabarty. Um, and if I can 
clear the 15 pop-up ads that come when you go to l.com mm-hmm. uh you get you need to know alexandria casio cortez's chief of staff staff snacks saikat chakrabarti his nickname is snacks I mean, oh. I think, can I just give you a little bit of the background? Because I know you went into some of the background sure, there. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, it's beginning to look like newly sworn in Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is pandering to me specifically. And I am what? Grateful. Thanks to her Green New Deal, I learned so much about taxes from Twitter University this weekend. I'm pretty much a certified CPA now. If anyone, oh, my gosh. If anyone wants to help me with mm. their 1040 easy. Thanks to her viral dance video, blah, 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 blah. And now I find out that she has a certified snack chief of staff, Saikot Chakrabarti, a chief of snacks. AOC looking fondly uh, at snacks when he uh, is, is, I can't even, the writing on this is, it's, it makes my, my brain hurt, is literally me looking at the pictures of snack Saikot that I spent hours scouring the internet to find for thirst journalism. Bring the Pulitzer to me directly. So many things to discuss here. First of all, beard. We need to talk about it. It's lush and it's right and I feel like a good I feel like I'm a good socialist if I encourage him to share it. Second of all, that white button down. Not to put too fine a point on it, but it's telling me the chief of snacks has something to get off his chest. Oh, I can't wait. What a wonderful future we have. We can call the sexy, sexy chief of staff of a socialist wearing a t-shirt of a fascist uh, that went to uh, work with Hitler, and we can all celebrate how good-looking he is. The future of journalism, America. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Sponsor of this half hour is 23andMe. Uh, I cannot wait to get our results back from our test. We are making... uh, a uh, genetic resolution this year to understand our history better and and also understand our bodies a little better and live a better future. Genes say a lot about your health. With 23andMe, your health and, syst- uh, health and ancestry kit, you can learn about your health, the traits, and 125 personal insights um, that are coming from your DNA. Talks about your genetic weight, your sleep movement, caffeine consumption, muscle composition, saturated fat intake and your weight so many different things join me on this resolution get healthier this year and also learn about where you come from 23andme.com slash back get your dna kit now 23andme.com slash back you can also go to blazetv.com slash back and there you can subscribe to blaze tv we get dozens of hosts the best from the conservative spectrum use the promo code back to get 10 bucks off ipatriots.us is a new conservative alternative to liberal-based email services it's secure private and safe no ads or spam and they won't collect or sell your data ever go to ipatriots.us right now pick your membership at checkout select your own ipatriots email address enter promo code patriot get the first month free go month to month cancel any time this is the glenn beck program uh we are getting into the election and uh, we we had some new contenders and really good looking contenders too for america that uh, stepped into the race today Stu is actually working on a um uh what he believes will be uh something that uh, and i agree will be extraordinarily useful as you're going uh as you're going forward in 2020 to be able to measure the Democratic nominees and how the race is uh, shaping up. You have over 20 factors that you're looking at, Stu? Yeah, so far 26 different categories that you know, go from everything from polling to fundamentals to uh, support within the party, alignment with uh, the 
the political you know policy positions of activist sort of voters mm-hmm. there's a lot of different factors that go into it i think there's 26 so far i probably will expand a little bit from there but i'm still in the middle of building it fully are you looking at the the center of the country democrats mm-hmm. at all um yeah we're looking at that and as well as the early states which will be when you're talking about this is about whether these candidates can win the primary who's kind of like a power rankings Mm -hmm. for the democratic candidate and who's going to be in the lead and can you when you get it done will you be able to look at which one is you know they might be winning the primary but not necessarily good against trump because yeah that's uh, one of the most important factors right now i'm not building it as who is going to be the best matchup for trump from the democrats per se although that's a factor in it one of the things the reasons i'm considering that uh, that sort of polling which is basically based on general election polling which still is out is already being taken yeah uh, is that is probably the number one thing democrats want out of a candidate mm-hmm. which is to beat trump mm-hmm. really like if they came up with a person who believed lots of different things from them but they believed would actually beat trump that person's much more likely to actually win. That's going to be different, though, you know, with the, you know, with the with the Keith Ellison's mm-hmm. of the world. I mean, they really believe. I read an article uh, this um, uh, this week. Something something along the lines of uh, what was the headline? Um, can a moderate win uh, the uh, against Trump? Can a moderate Wait, wait, wait. You're always saying that the Republicans are running extremists <laughs> when we when we run uh, people who believe in the Constitution. You're now questioning whether a moderate could win in the Democratic Party. I mean, we I, I mean, um, uh, Howard Schultz is not a moderate. Democrat. No, I know. He's a liberal, He's a liberal Democrat liberal. and he can't even fit in the party. No, he's running as no. an independent potentially because he doesn't think he has any chance basically to win as a Democratic candidate. I mean, think about that. That is a, that's quite a statement. He's a lifelong Democrat. He's a guy who started Starbucks. And he's out. And he's out. He's out of the party. So think about how radical that change has but been. But see, how do they expect to run a radical when 20% of the vote for Donald Trump came from people who voted at least once for Barack Obama? I mean, it's the best path for a win for Donald Trump. If, if he is going to face someone like a, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren, someone who's so far left that it's impossible for a person in the middle of the country to say, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Anybody who that signed person. for the new Green Deal. Right. And they all have, as far as yeah. I know. I know. I know Cory Booker was bragging about it. Uh, you he know, Kamala Harris it. is on it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is on board. As far as I know, I don't know if any of the candidates have rejected. I don't think there's been one candidate yet that rejected it. Now, that might be the, the type of job that Joe Biden takes up if he gets mm-hmm. in the race. And he's the guy who says, all I want is super mega liberal, not socialist. And that may be enough in this context uh, to to win. Uh, he's obviously doing very well in the polls, but you know a lot of that's name recognition mm-hmm. and he hasn't even announced yet. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to look at that. I, I did, so I, I had the very uh, draft uh, versions of this done. I haven't added Klobuchar yet. She just announced this uh, weekend, uh, Minnesota um a minnesota uh senator and and she's kind of being touted as the first kind of moderate to get in the race she is uh touted as a moderate she's from a state that trump almost won and from a region where trump pulled off some unexpected victories so that's one of the the things there Mm -hmm. she's she kind of plays herself off as a moderate i looked up her her conservative review score now a lot of democrats have zero percent 
conservative review scores. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I got, you know, so she's a moderate. She has a 2%. Oh, wow. So a 2% conservative review score. Wow. Pretty sexy, I wow. think, for the moderates okay, out there. Okay, yeah. Uh, but we can go through this if you want really quick. There's so far, uh, I guess, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Nine, I think I have in there. Klobuchar would be 10. There's a couple of other minor candidates that we don't have in yet. Um, but the way that it works is it basically a score from 1 to 100. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, comes to... And it, it, there's a lot of different categories, but they're not all treated equally, right? Like there's certain things that are really important, certain things that are not all that important. Like what's the most important thing? I mean, certainly polling is up there as, a, as very important. Um, uh, the you know endorsements from the campaign, we don't re- that hasn't really started yet, but that mm-hmm. will become important. Um, name recognition, quite important. Um, you know, things like the support from party elite and social reach is, is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at that, like you look at someone like, a um, the social reach is an interesting one, right? Like you have people like, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker have huge social followings where someone like a, um, Kamala Harris has a much smaller social following. She's getting lots of buzz from the media right now. But she doesn't necessarily have that way to easily and cheaply spread that message. She'll that will grow if she starts to lead in the mm-hmm. polls. These things all start to follow each other, um, and you know, there's policy alignment stuff and also in, uh, and all sorts of stuff like that. You know, is it a serious campaign? Is is there baggage? You know, how many gaffes do they have? How many how, do they have a propensity for gaffes? Uh, you know, so there's a lot of different things to look at there. So the score basically comes out from zero to one hundred. It's basically be impossible to get a zero or a one hundred. Um, so I'll give you these in reverse order as they stand right now. Andrew Yang, he's a uh, he's a. He's, I was I thought he would be higher up on the list. Yeah, <laughs> shockingly no. Yeah, he's got a seventeen point eight. Then you've got uh, John Delaney, who's a former congressman, but hasn't really made no big impact. He's at eighteen. Um, Pete Buttigieg. Now Pete is the guy from. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, love Buttigieg. Yes, he's at twenty nine. Yeah, on our guy. Yeah, 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 sure. Tulsi Gabbard. Uh-huh. Uh, is next she's at a 30 on our scale she's a congresswoman from hawaii then you got uh kirsten gillibrand is at 38 on our scale uh julian castro at 41 oh my god interesting there's a couple things that i found interesting as we get here towards the top because there's only there's really only three or four big candidates that are in right now um and they are at the top elizabeth warren is next at 41.4 i was shocked to see her though I mean, towards the bottom group. I mean, forty-one was Julian Castro. Again, he was the HUD secretary and mayor of San Antonio. That's his I, what is she? What? Why is her number come down on this? I mean, she just got so many problems. She's just riddled with problems. And that's it, right? And she has real problems fundamentally as candidate. She does well on things like social scores. She does okay mm-hmm. in polling. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that she does pretty well. But a lot of those candidates, I mean, how does she deal with Donald Trump? We've talked about this before. She'd she be is, a, she'd be a, he'd walk all over her. He is, she is the ideal mm-hmm. candidate to mm-hmm. run against Trump. If she, if that, if they can make Elizabeth Warren the candidate, Trump will have the easiest time, I think, with her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cory Booker actually fi- uh, finished second in this, and he's at forty-eight point five right now, which is considerably better than I. Th- I think he's a terrible candidate. I mean, Cory Booker, you'll see him in speeches sometimes, and he's, you know, he can be kind of engaging. But he is a performer. He, when he gets in those moments, he he tends to write things. He's not authentic. He, the authenticity level of Cory Booker is low when he gets in big moments. He handles big Wait, moments. Spartacus. Poorly. Yeah, I am Spartacus is a great example of it. Right. I mean, you know, so inauthentic. So inauthentic. And and again, just a. He's also the type of person you saw it with the green clip that we played earlier, the Green New Deal clip, where he is a type of person that likes to defend those indefensible positions 
he likes to jump into those situations. So, you know, when everyone's saying the Green New Deal, it's ridiculous. Like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes out with it. A bunch of people jump on board with it. And then everyone starts to see the details come out and say, oh, my God, this is not a serious proposal. Right, right, right now, momentum is going against the Green New Deal because it's patently absurd. Anyone who looks at it knows it's ridiculous. Why? Just because he <laughs> wanted to abolish air travel, uh, car travel, fossil fuels and, and car travel and remake, uh, knock down and rebuild or just re- retrofit every single home in America and every single structure in America. These are not legitimate ideas i mean this is wow. this is alexandria casio cortez silliness some look at things and say why yeah and that's what his defense was right his defense was oh that's a moonshot people said it was impossible mm-hmm. well they didn't say it was impossible they said it was hard mm-hmm. this is impossible well you're and, and it's stupid it's not even a goal you'd want to do at least the moon we could at least look up there and say wow that's a pretty cool video I, mean, I don't know what you get out of the green deal except bankrupting people uh, so he was at 48.5 and then in first place as it stands now was kamala harris and her rating at 65.1. So as of this moment, based on my model here, Kamala Harris is considerably ahead of the field. It does not necessarily mean uh, anything. anything at this point. Mm-hmm. We Again, the top tier candidates, you don't have a Beto in yet. You don't have a Biden in yet. You don't have a lot of the people who are kind of talked about in that top tier. You, I mean, you saw Michelle Obama's appearance the other night. I mean, people keep talking about her as a potential candidate. We've talked about it before. No she, way. She's not. No way. I mean, she's not showing any signs of running at this point, but I think if you got to a point where they were desperate, Democrats I think if they got to the point to where everybody was like, ah, it's Elizabeth Warren, she may pop in. She may pop in. And if she pops in, she wins it, right? Like she is barring something unforeseen. She's been through these trials. She's been out in front of I people think for a she'd long time. have any. Everybody always says Oprah. Mm mm. Michelle Obama is, is better than Oprah. Yes. Because God only knows what Oprah is. She has no idea what she's talking about in half of these things. Michelle Obama is has lived in this world. She's been through the pressure of D.C. She knows it. She knows it. She and knows you know the her. background. You You've know her. You've seen her in the her. White House. Again, as a, thinking of a Democratic activist, they see her as the shining example of what we have set on fire with Donald Trump. Right, they had this wonderful thing going. They had recovered from that evil Bush administration. Everything was going great, and then they set it on fire by electing Donald Trump. You know, and it was Hillary Clinton's fault. You know, she's the one that blew it. She didn't go. Mm-hmm. She didn't go far mm-hmm. enough. She couldn't do it. They think Michelle Obama can. And if Michelle Obama walked into that primary, it would turn the whole thing upside down. She'd be at the top of this in seconds because you know she has that. She has the easiest path to that nomination if she wanted it. Now she has not shown serious signs of wanting it. But, you know, there's a part of everybody that wants to be president of the United States. And there's a part of her that was really more activist than him. I mean, she was really the activist, you know, muscle behind Barack Obama in their early years. She loves it. She, this is she's not a passive person, uh, you know, uh, uh, pre- uh, uh, first lady like Melania Trump has literally no no interest at all in, you know, higher office by any. You know, there's no right, you know, even rumors of it. Michelle always wanted it. You know, Barack got it first, but Michelle always wanted it, just like Hillary always wanted it. And so Michelle, I think, if she could be convinced this was easy and she could coast to it, which she probably could, unless Biden ran. Um, And Biden, I think that might be an issue there. Uh, But I think Michelle would, she would have a real legitimate shot of a clean path. She could clear, she'd clear half these candidates out the day she announced. I bet half of them would drop out the day she announced. That's how that's how much of a of a wave that would be in the Democratic Party right now. And and Hillary Clinton must hate her. Oh. Must oh. hate her. 
you That'd be the only positive thing about her run because it would just annoy oh. Hillary so much. <laughs> it's like the if you watch Game of Thrones, the 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 young girl, um, she has the needle. I can't remember her name, but she has the needle, uh, and she prays at night every night for who's on her list to kill. You know that Hillary is just like every night just praying <laughs> Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, just must drive her nuts. Not that she wants to kill Michelle Obama. That's not what I'm saying. Well, I, we don't live in the Game of Thrones, so I think that was fairly clear. No, I don't think so. No. You watch. Mm-hmm. You watch. All right. American financing. Uh, finding your dream home, only half of the battle when it comes to home ownership. The other half is figuring out how to finance the purchase. And for many home buyers, this can come with a lot of stress. You don't have to stress out of it. Uh, you have, you have uh, people that are salary-based. They work for you. They're going to try to find the best mortgage for you. They're doing financing on your side. It's American financing. These guys are in it for you. They work around your schedule. They customize the right lane or the right loan at the at the uh, lowest rate. They even offer down payment assistance. It's American financing. American Financing, a family-owned and operated national mortgage banker who has been in the business since 1999. They have an A-plus rating for the BBB, over 2,500 Google uh, reviews, and I have worked with them for a very long time. It's American Financing. You want the right loan. You want to close quickly. It's American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, I have not been following the Bezos story over the weekend. I just saw the headline. It was the brother. It's the brother of the mistress, right? That somehow or another hacked in to her phone and got the pictures of Bezos, you know, pole of joy or whatever he wants to call it. <laughs> pole of joy? I don't know what he calls it. I don't know what I don't. Why would you const- Why would you assume he's calling it the pole of joy? He's taking pictures of it. You're taking pictures of it. You're weird enough to name it as well. <laughs> it's probably true. Did you see the story? I think I sent this in. I don't know where it is, but it was a. It's a. It was a new take. I think it was from CNN or New York Times. It was an op-ed. It was like, you know, what this shows is that uh, it's now okay. It's there's no no longer anything wrong oh, with yeah, taking pictures that. of your junk. No, there is. No, I think there is. I'm going to yeah, go with no, you. I, yes, I, there yeah. is. You should never do it. But yeah. the point was that since Bezos came out and admitted it, basically we're at a time now where the richest man in the world can just be like, yeah, I'm taking photos of my junk and someone stole them and you might see him. Sorry. That's where we are. That's where our society has evolved to. That's pretty impressive. And it was a, it's, I mean, you think about, think of the huge celebrities we know, uh, you know, the think assistant on the uh, big criminal justice reform bill. Uh, what's her face? Kim Kardashian. Where do we know her from? It wasn't a series. It was a video. It wasn't well lit. And a lot of things were happening on it. I mean, now we're at the point where we don't even care about that stuff anymore. And maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's the future. Maybe we just all walk out bottomless. We just walk, everyone goes to work bottomless to get it all over with. It makes it a lot easier. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's not going to smell good per se. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to, no, I'm not for it. Okay. I'm going to no, go. With I, you. I like yours. Yeah. Back. I, okay. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. Nor do I ever care to be. <laughs> the 
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So why isn't anyone really getting involved in Venezuela? Why are the Democrats not getting involved? Well, the New York Times had a headline yesterday that sounded the warning cry. Except it's not the warning cry that you would expect, or maybe now we all do. We begin there next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So we are uh, one minute away back into the uh, show. Uh, We've gotten rid of all the long commercial breaks uh, in this uh, first half hour of every hour of the broadcast, so we can get right back into things. I can't wait to tell you how the Democrats are viewing this and how the press is viewing the people that are struggling in uh, Venezuela. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Uh, tax season, scammers are back. They, um, uh, they would like to remi- remind you at LifeLock that you never give your tax documents to a preparer until you verify their credibility. File as early as possible. Safeguard your IRS identity protection pin. Watch out for phishing emails, impersonating the IRS, and never open an attachment or a link in suspicious email. You're really dedicated to to file someone else's taxes for them. I don't even want to file my own. I know. I, I mean, I know. really, of all the ways to steal money, filing taxes, and it's happened. Wow. It's happened to people I know who've yeah. had their, you know, the refund they were supposed to get. Goes to somebody else. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information being used, they're going to send you an alert. If there's a problem, they have a U.S.-based restoration specialist that's going to work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can uncover the threats that you might miss on your own. So right now, join and get 10% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or... Or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back, like I said, and you'll get 10% off your first year at 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code back. The New York Times headline yesterday sounded the warning cry on Venezuela. Quote, Dangerous territory for Democrats as Republicans seize Venezuela moment in Miami. End quote. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Good. I'm glad the Democrats are finally seeing this, uh, this, this human crisis for what it is. Politics. Now, here's their fear. Their fear is that President Trump might continue his tough talk of supporting the ouster of uh, the Venezuelan dictator. And what if he succeeds? Well, this would be a, you know, an amazing miracle for Venezuelans, right? I mean, you know, maybe they would be able to eat or have medicine. No, no, no. The New York Times points out that this may be a new generation of Venezuelans who live in Florida that might start voting for Republicans. Oh, my gosh. Quote, Democrats fear it could transform Venezuelan Americans into loyal Republicans, much like Cuban Americans. So essentially, the bigger issue now for the New York Times Remember when uh, Ocasio-Cortez says there's, a, there's a, a difference between being correct and being moral? 
Yeah, this would be one of those places where you could be correct and moral. It's not freedom or basic dignity for people. It's not helping people who have to spend a week just to be able to afford a loaf of bread. But it's how the situation could lose flow of, uh, votes in the de- in, uh, for the Democrats in Florida. And that would be really, really bad. Because you remember what happened with, uh, with Cuba. Cuban Americans turned against JFK because of the Bay of Pigs. They didn't like that. So what happens if this happens now? President, uh, President Trump recently recognized the opposition leader uh, as the interim leader of Venezuela. Thousands of Venezuelans gathered in Miami to voice their support. And that's exactly the kind of thing making Democrats sweat because Florida, if you lose Florida, you lose the presidency. And then there's also uh, this nice reality. A lot of Democrats prefer Maduro because they prefer socialism. You'll notice that the people who were were um, all up in arms and they were showing us what we had to do. We had to support socialism in Venezuela. It was going to turn that country from a a well an economic utopia which it was to a economic utopia which it no longer is if he gets chased out of office that would confirm yet another massive socialist failure and that makes democrats here in america uh, uncomfortable in fact several of the white pantsuit brigade in congress would be very very uncomfortable in fact they lashed out at trump for supporting uh the uh, opposition leader and criticized the idea of more sanctions against maduro how do you do that 44 year old woman quoted in the new york times said she fled Venezuela 12 years ago. She settled in Florida, became a U.S. citizen last year. She said she's leaning Republican, but she didn't like President Trump until he started taking a firm stance on Venezuela. She said, thank God we have this president. At least he's listening to us. Unfortunately, the previous administration did not. So go ahead, Democrats. Go ahead. Continue down your socialist path of less freedom with your Green New Deal and the freebies galore. Just don't expect any Venezuelans to vote for it. How how grotesque. How grotesque that you actually start to view everything as just how things are going to vote. How people are going to vote. Well, now, hang on just a second. If we save those people from starvation... That's that's that should tell Democrats everything they need to know. They won't stand up for the Venezuelan people, the people that they helped shove into this situation. They won't stand up now that they are starving to death and their children are being taken and smuggled across the border as sex slaves. A gigantic humanitarian crisis. And you don't see anybody talking about it. Why? Because they have to explain what caused the crisis. No, they're still fact-checking uh, Donald Trump's speech where he said only a third 
He said a third of people who are coming, women who are coming across the border have been sexually assaulted when the correct number is 31%. Not 33.3, but (sighs) 31%. Now, of course, there's other studies that have the number much higher, but there is one study that says 31%. He said a third, which is thirty three point three percent. This is a this is it partly true. Maybe maybe we'll give him a partly true on that. You know, it, I mean, this is a group of people that paved the road for the Venezuelan people to have to deal with that. Yes, they shielded them from yes. the international criticism over and over and over again as this country went down the crapper, thanks to Chavez and uh, and and his you know bus driving uh, uh, the leader they have down there now. Uh, you know, and so I, the idea that they're not going to push back on this when we have an opportunity to maybe put somebody in charge who can bring this country back to some sort of rational world, it's, it's at scary. least put it back into the hands of people. Yeah, at least feed people. Yep. I don't want to get involved in anybody else's country. You make your own decisions. But when this is going on, when when. Maduro is actually blocking the bridges so no medicine and food can get into the people of the city. That's obscene. Yeah. I mean, there's a photo going around now of a reporter uh, from Venezuela who's having lunch. Uh, it was lunch for four people. It said it cost about 30 bucks. And they showed the amount of currency that they had to spend on it. I mean, it's like, it looks like something out of like a, you know, a mob movie. There's just stacks of cash next to it, four or five stacks of cash that are probably you know, seven or eight inches high, just all bundled together to get a $30 lunch in that country. I mean, it is, they've destroyed the entire nation. And we now have a bunch of people who are embracing the same thing here. Yeah, I mean, there are, yes, they're not as far down the road yet. The Green New Deal, though, is not far from what what Chavez Are you kidding me? It is that. It is that. A ba- saying we're not going to we're going to get rid of all cars 99 percent of cars we're going to we're going to get rid of airplanes we're going to do all high speed trains yeah tell me tell me which because the, maybe there's been three three in america and every city that i've ever lived in has always said we're going to put in high speed rail i'm going to put in high speed rail we're going to put in high speed rail. It never works. No, the California it's, one is a, is an utter disaster. They, they said but, it was going to cost like a billion dollars, and then the later estimates were like twenty billion dollars. They were supposed to, it was supposed to get from L.A. to San Francisco, and I don't, whatever amount of time it was supposed to be, it was in the law. They can't do it. Tampa, Orlando. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's happened all over the country, and every time it happens, it becomes a giant debacle. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cancel. We're going to cut all cars in 10 years. Think of that. You're going to have to get rid of your car within the next 10 years and take high-speed rail. Well, how do I get downtown? Uh, well, they're going to have all new electric cars that will be pods that you'll be able to, you know, be able to buy in a taxi kind of a way. Oh, OK. Well, that sounds good, except the government would be running it. So I don't think that sounds like a good idea. Government's not going to be able to run either of those programs efficiently. Look no. at Amtrak. No. And that's the thing you have to remember. All of these things, including the Green New Deal, are just steps. Thomas Sowell wrote a book called Applied Economics, Thinking Beyond Stage One. And most people don't. They think of stage one. But this is what they did with health care, too. The, the Democrats didn't want Obamacare. No. They never wanted Obamacare. That's nothing. That's silliness. 
You know, it, it, Obamacare was nothing but a means to an end, which is what they're doing now. Back in 2008, we need Obamacare to solve all of our health care problems. Now in 2019 is we need Medicare for all to solve all the problems from Obamacare. Right. Like they they are 10 years later saying the system they said would solve everything has failed so badly. We have to go to Medicare for all. Something that was unthinkable. Medicare. A, 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 Medicare. And again, Medicare, a system that is completely failing. Every, nobody, nobody likes Medicare who's on Medicare. Nobody well, likes some, Medicare. The polling isn't that bad as far as people, do people like it or not, right? Like, you know, it's essentially health care given to you for free. The system hasn't collapsed yet. So what's not to like in some ways, right? I mean, it's not the most efficient system. There's problems with it and people know there are problems with it. But when you look at the fact that it is responsible for almost all of our debt, we are tens of trillions of dollars in debt because of this one program that people are, are, we are, it's bankrupting the country. And you could say all you want that it's a good thing, but it's not a good thing when the whole thing collapses, which is not that far away. We are completely insolvent because of Medicare, largely, and Social Security secondarily. Remember, it was 10 years from Venezuela being a prosperous country mm-hmm. to a failing state. And it was 10 years from there to where they are now. I mean, it happens and it will happen quickly. We are looking at real radicals and where are the leaders of tomorrow? May I, may I suggest if you know somebody that is 18 to 24 we need you to be a strong leader. If that is you or someone you know, every summer, Mercury One, in collaboration with Wall Builders, we open the doors uh, for emerging young leaders. And we have, seen, we have seen such remarkable things happen in a two-week period. Our leadership training program offers participants a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to gain hands-on experience with our original historic documents. Participants not only gain a deeper understanding of American history, but also learn how to question boldly, to think critically, engage in meaningful discourse when confronted with differing opinions. It is a unique program. It is only offered once a year. It's designed for ages 18 to 25. David and Tim Barton uh, and, and other guests are come in as speakers. I am one of those speakers. Mercury One is now taking applications. The program fills up fast. Limited spots are available. Again, we're accepting the applications for summer of 2019. The first session is June 3rd through the 14th. The second session is July 15th through the 26th. Go to mercuryone.org slash LTP. That's Leadership Training Program, LTP. Mercuryone.org slash LTP. All of the information will be there. Or you can call 972-499-4747. 972-499-4747. If you have a kid or if this is you, 18 to 25 years old, and you want to be a leader and you need to learn how to argue and find the truth join us go to mercuryone.org/ltp uh our leadership training program which i think is well i know is a huge success has made 
massive, massive differences in people's lives. Uh, and we would like you or someone you know to be involved this year. All right, Field of Greens. Um, Field of Greens is, I, I mean, I hate Brussels sprouts. I hate asparagus. I hate salads. Um, I, I hate broccoli. I hate cauliflower. I really don't like peas. I like snap peas, but I was eating them this weekend, and I think I might be allergic to them because I kept sneezing every time I had one. Uh, so... Blame the vegetable. That's what I, I always do. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I don't. I also don't like water. So I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to live, uh, except miserably, mm-hmm. until I found Field of Greens. Field of Greens uh, is one scoop you know, stirred into whatever it is that you're drinking, and you get all of the fruits and vegetables that you need for the daily allowance all right then. It's it's equal to one serving of everything that you need. It's really easy. You down it once in the morning and you got it and you don't ever have to have a salad again. Oh, paradise. It is paradise. I, I want you to try it. Field of Greens. You can find it at BrickHouseGlen.com. Get 15% off your first order. When you use my name, G-L-E-N-N, uh, a better you awaits without the salad. BrickHouseGlen.com. BrickHouseGlen.com. Offer code Glenn. 10 seconds, station ID. So you remember when Steve King uh, was censured by the Republicans and they brought him in and said, you know, you've got to stop saying these things. These are crazy. And he even voted for the bill himself to, you know, that that. I don't know if it was an official censor, but a censure, censure. They, but. Yeah, the way they worded it was not specific about King. It was like, we don't like racism. Right. And Steve King's like, well, I don't like racism either, so I'll vote for this, even though I know you're basically trying to censor me for my, uh, it was Steve King's comments to the New York Times that kind right. of caused everything. So uh, where are the Democrats on the anti-Semitic uh, remarks that have just come out this weekend and are kind of starting to be a long string of them? From two new congressmen? Many of them just excusing it. I heard Adam Schiff basically doing that on CNN today, where he said, look, we have to be very specific of the way we word things. You know, it's very legitimate to criticize Israel or criticize the Israeli lobby in the United States, but we have to be very specific. So no one can take it as if it were anti-Semitic. That was his his explanation. Oh. Now, of course, in the same breath, he's saying everything that Donald Trump has ever said is racist, right? Like, you, you don't have to read into his soul at all. Everything he says, automatically, yes, it's 100% racist. With, with these comments that are much further down these lines than almost anybody I've ever heard in the Republican Party would go down a racial line. This is, you know, she's blatantly saying that basically Jews are buying off Republican politicians because, you know, Jews and money, you know, that thing. And, you know, because it's all about the Benjamins was her quote, you know, uh, that is something that's way over the line. And even, you know, several groups have come out. I will say the only Democrat that I saw who was actually legitimately critical of it was oddly Chelsea Clinton, Mm -hmm. who did come out and kind of publicly call her out on that. And now she's she saw that as a problem and is trying to repair it yeah she said uh, oh chelsea i would love to talk with you tomorrow and meet because we have to stop you're so right we have to stop all of these 
charges and counter charges of racism and anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's not what she, you know, no, that's not what she was saying. But still, I mean, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see this be repaired for a little while. The issue is, I think this is too deep with Omar and Talib and the, the new and Ocasio-Cortez at some level as well. It's so deep within them. You know, it's socialism. It's it, socialism is very uh, and is, and Islamist. If you, I, I, I don't know, but I, I um, sense a tendency to be towards an Islamist, uh, Islamic individual. Well, Talib is the first Palestinian American, uh, um, and her her mother, I believe, lives in the West Bank. She's planning a, uh, mm. a trip uh, to go out to the West Bank. You mean West Bank, uh, otherwise known as Judea? Uh, no, that's uh, Palestine. I'm talking about the one in Palestine. You know, the West Bank in Palestine. Yeah, that's uh, formerly known as Judea. I, I, you keep saying that with a weird emphasis on the first syllable, and I don't understand <laughs> yeah, why. I, 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 I just I know. don't understand it. I know, I know. West Bank and uh, Judea. Hmm. It's weird. It's just Judea. I don't know why you keep saying Judea. Right. You seem to be. Right. Emphasizing that maybe it's not the West Bank. Maybe people started calling it the West Bank for a reason. Hmm. To erase Judea. Hmm. You know. It's an interesting theory, Glenn, but I don't follow it. Okay. All right. Okay. You're listening to Glenn Beck. What's your gift this Valentine's Day? How about taking 10 to 15 years off your appearance with a new GenuCell jawline treatment? And no more turkey neck, no more double chin or sagging jawline. And it works really well. Linda B. from Marina Del Rey says, I love your jawline cream. It really works, and I really see a difference. People never believe my age. It works. Now, from till Valentine's Day, you can get the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment. It's yours free when you order GenuCell for bags and puffiness under the eyes. And for results in 12 hours, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free. Go to GenuCell.com or 800-577-8709. You'd say goodbye to the double chin, bags under your eyes, even the laugh lines and crow feet, crow's feet are gone, and it's guaranteed, or your money back. It's a great gift as well for Valentine's Day. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. You're going to order now. Get the GenuCell Collagen Builder and free express shipping. The last week for this offer, 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. It's GenuCell.com. Hey, want to hear from more conservative voices? Sign up now at blazetv.com slash Beck. Get $10 off now. Blazetv.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Waffle House is doing something special for the weekend. A romantic Valentine's Day date night at Waffle House. Mm. Waffle I ha- love this. I actually do. Uh, 200 Waffle Houses are going to be taking reservations, uh, and they are going to put white tablecloths out uh, and welcome couples for special dinner service. So they're going to close. You have to get a reservation. Um, we'll, uh, we'll tweet this out and, and make sure that you can get to the, the find out the participating location for Waffle House. <laughs> but I love this. I think that's great. That's real romance right there. No, seriously. It takes the pressure off and it just. Plus, you know, you're going to get hash browns with cheese and onions on them. I mean, was it scattered, right? uh, smothered and covered? I believe is the mm. that's the uh, I believe that's the, the mm. summary for those. If you want to order them today, right now, 
don't you feel a sudden urge to go to Waffle House right do. now? I, I do. Too. I do too. I, I, I like Waffle House. The, the hash browns are amazing. Just don't eat like 12 to 15 portions of them at a time. My only problem with Waffle mm-hmm. House is that it's a smoking restaurant. And so <laughs> it's true. It's, it's yeah. that's I know that's and that's so effective now. Yeah. Like for for the like my wife a lot of times because I take the kids out for what we call pancake time every mm-hmm. weekend um, mm-hmm. for you know a little breakfast thing mm-hmm. and a couple of times I've suggested Waffle House and my wife every time I say it like gives me that look of like that's a smoking restaurant you know it's like well, I no mean, I don't think bad it's yeah it's I mean just, you know you choose to smoke you choose to smoke but it's mm-hmm. it's because there are so few of them everybody it seems smokes. Too few, so few of smoking restaurants. Yes, right? yeah, yes. <laughs> and so you're, you know, I, I, I remember, I remember when I was uh, probably twenty. I went over uh, for a broadcast over in Germany, and uh, I was in Frankfurt, and they didn't have the air handling systems that you have here in America, and everybody smoked, mm. and I was a smoker at the time. And you would just, you'd like halfway through, you'd just be like, I think I should get to the hospital. I may have emphysema. I mean, it's so bad. If you're still in a place where there's a lot of restaurants that allow smoking, even having the non-smoking sections, because I, 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 I remember working in a restaurant where they had a smoking section and a non-smoking yeah, section. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many of those are gone. If you live in a place, you know, like the Northeast, we lived in the Northeast for many years, people who visit us from there when you they walk into a restaurant where they're smoking like they can't even believe it it's 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 amazing how fast that has happened and and oh, now yeah. even around here in texas it's a very small percentage of the restaurants that will allow you to smoke inside but the ones that do uh are a little militant about it and that and you know as they should be they have a right there's a bowling alley that is uh you know family friendly you know come bowl we went and bowl there and it was like <laughs> <laughs> really you needed an oxygen mask to bowl yeah and uh and you know because it was a you know it was for 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 smokers it's totally fine it should just say you know hey this is a this is the one for smokers <laughs> well you found out didn't you i did there I was did. a sign when you walked in it I was did. it was in a, in a in the form of a giant cloud right that and hit we, you, in the you know face. we didn't complain or anything we just didn't go back yeah i mean i don't smoke i don't like smoking i don't think the government should be involved in telling not you whether you should smoke or not uh, particularly at restaurants and stuff. I will notice, though, there is a... Remember the John Edwards to America speech when he was running for president? This is before he, yes, he got yes, thrown out yes, because he was, yes. you know, not doing some doing some side things. Uh, when but, but a side deal, you know, there's, with someone other than his wife. Yeah, 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 who was dying of cancer at the time. No big deal. Uh, uh, no big deal. Uh, but there's the, the two Americas thing applies to bowling alleys. There's the old school bowling alley that is like you walk in, it's just giant smoke. The only thing they serve are like plastic cups of beer. Right. The shoes they bought in 1974. Yes. They smell like someone from 1964. Mm-hmm. And then there's the new age bowling alley, which is like an entertainment complex with the massive lighting and like awesome flat screens like the at lane, the end of the alley. The lanes have projection on it, so it looks like you're bowling in the water. It's weird. Yeah. It's like it's like what is this and the, all the massive like cool scorekeeping and stats you yeah. order like waitress service they bring out good food to your table at yeah. the bowling alley yeah. that's see again that's capitalism man i mean look if you're an old school bowler and you like the old school alley that's cool i, I grew up going to one we had, used to have birthday parties at it every time and it's the same thing that that alley i'm sure is the exact same as it was oh yeah sure when i was nine years old yeah, yeah, yeah. but these new ones i mean they it's it makes it fun Right, like they've got the pop. My kids are five and seven. They have the pop up uh, bumper bowl. 
things is pop what you know when they come up to bowl they're, knows, they're yeah, up yeah. and when you're when i'm up to bowl it's they're not up it's crazy at least that's what i'm telling you yeah I so was say it's reversed in my family <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> it's, it is an amazing improvement yeah and all this going on glenn while we're killing the earth well you know we're killing it we're destroying we the earth well not exactly there are a couple of studies that have come out uh that show that mm, yeah, we might want to revise a few things yeah there's one story today saying that uh, scientists have reduced the forecast of sea level rise seven times, but only seven times. But only the seven. It's not twenty times. No, it's, it's not, not even eight. fifty times. No, it's only seven times. Right. And this is what happens. There's two things that that uh, these studies tend to do. One is they will occasionally revise their estimates and realize, you know what? Things just aren't as bad as we thought they were going to be. But that's just because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This happened famously with uh, James Hansen, who testified in front of Congress. Uh, this NASA scientist, mm-hmm. the guy, the guy, Al Gore's guy when it mm-hmm. comes to global warming. And he projected all these temperature level rises and with different scenarios of, as to how bad our evil of capitalism mm-hmm. would go. Like if you had really high emissions and maybe if we cut them. And the temper, the actual temperatures followed a line that was less dangerous than the lowest of his estimates. And the carbon emissions that actually occurred were higher than his highest estimates. That's how wrong they were. That's one of the ways that we hate. Later on, they say, well, we didn't know what we were doing back then. Yeah, but now we do. Now we do. And that's what you have to believe. Mm-hmm. Scientists are always wrong until they are always right until they tell you they were previously wrong. But when they tell you that they were previously wrong, that's them telling you they're currently right. It's the it's the greatest place in the world to live because you can never be wrong. Love that. They're the only people who can say they're wrong. And when they say they're wrong, that means they're currently right. That's the way to live. And have you noticed that it's always that they are wrong about global warming when they say we're all going to die and they have to keep revising it down. And then on things like the economy and money printing and inflation, they say there is none until they have to keep revising. Oh, yeah, this is worse. Hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes, of course. It's always it's it's always it always makes it easier for the big government to grow. Hmm. I'm uh, currently reading a book called Factfulness. Did you read this? I think I did. Yeah, I think you might have read it. I, yeah. care, I, th- I think I may have been recommended by you. Mm. But at the beginning of it, they go through. It's a professor and he's talking about how much the world has changed and improved. And he go through a list of 10 questions. And the questions are stuff like, has the global, uh, mm-hmm. global, uh, inc- incredible, uh, in- uh, immense poverty, has it increased by double? Has it stayed about the same or has it decreased by half? And it's a multiple choice. And they ask, you know, educated college students and sometimes really important people and they constantly get it wrong. They all think it's doubled mm-hmm. or at the very best, it stayed about the same when in reality, none of the answers are right. It hasn't been decreased by 50%. It's much more than that. Uh, it's actually, we've improved that much. Uh, and it goes through all questions like that, where the correct answer is something that's kind of positive for the world, and everyone gets it wrong. The only question where people, generally speaking, get it right is he asks, do scientists generally believe the Earth is warming? And almost everybody gets that one right. Now, why? Of all these things that we're talking about, we're talking about poverty and hunger being decreased by 70, 80, 90%. Why on earth would that be less important and less covered? And, and, and that message has not been pushed out there as much as the earth is generally warming. Media. It's media, right? Mm-hmm. It's the focus of the people that get us our information, mm-hmm. the, 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 gate, the, the guards at the gate. 
And that is what the problem is. Uh, you know, we have this situation with, uh, you know, uh, what's going on in these poor people in Russia. The now, polar bears? The polar bears. Now, these people live in the, in the very remote area of Russia, and they're being terrorized by polar bears to the point of they, they can't even send their kids to school. Now, we've been told, of course, that there aren't any polar bears left. There's like nine left on Earth because all of them are being killed by global warming. Right? But, which is not true. They have... What, how about 500% increase? 500% yeah. increase. Yes. Uh, from, I believe there's 5,000 uh, in the 70s. And it, it, you know, the last numbers that I saw, which was probably late 2000s, was about 25,000. So about they, 400%. And they are um, vicious, vicious yeah. animals. Yeah. There's a reason. They don't open Coke bottles and right. cuddle each other. That's not what happens. That's, that's not real. But, you know, this is what happened when. <laughs> When our, our, the United States got outraged, when people were going and going to hunt lions in Ethiopia, I saw this this weekend. Ricky <laughs> Jarvis uh, came out with uh, uh, two Are you Gervais. Yeah, Gervais. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out with with these uh, pictures of these people that went on these game hunts. Why do people hunt lions? Because the people in the villages want them dead. <laughs> yes. Here, everyone's outraged because we killed them. There, they're celebrating that we came and killed them. They get terrorized by lions. The same thing's happening with the polar bears. Now, of course, what's the thing? They were supposed to be extinct because of global warming. That's what we were supposed There was none left because of global warming. Now, why are they attacking? global warming because you see it's warmer so they have to spend more time on land which means that's why they're all around people all the time now so them going extinct was global warming even though they didn't go extinct and now that there's so many of them and they're around humans it's also global warming again what a great place to live every single thing that occurs you can say it's global warming and no one can disagree with you i i I think i'm going to surrender i'm just going to be a liberal progressive because it's It's a lot easy it's so easy to do it yeah you're famous, you're rich, you're accepted, you're hanging out with the cool people, and you never have to think things through. You never actually have to be right. I love that. In the meantime, um, we will uh, do the right thing and uh, be a giant pain in the ass. Uh, <laughs> and if you are in constant pain, it's either because you're a conservative and you're trying just to make sense of the world, or you are one of the 50 million people that miss work due to pain. These Americans spend about $2,000 a year. There's 66% don't think that they're ever going to feel uh, better. I mean, it's That's a terrible statistic. Horrible. Two-thirds of people think horrible. they just basically have given up. And that's where you were, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, a little year over ago. a year ago? A year ago. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's bad when you feel that way. I, I believe me, I understand. That's why a year ago I started taking Relief Factor. Uh, I would not tell you to try this if it didn't work for me. I take it three times a day, relief factor, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You take it, and I'm telling you, my pain, tremendously reduced. I can actually live my life where a year ago, I was at the end of my rope. If that sounds like you, this is 100% drug-free, created by doctors. They want you to do a three-week quick start because they know if it doesn't work within three weeks for you, it's not going to work for you. So try it for three weeks. It costs you 20 bucks. 
If it doesn't work, you're out 20 bucks. If it works, you get your life back. And 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more month after month. So go to relieffactor.com now, 800-583-84 or relieffactor.com, 800-583-84 or relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. I don't think people really understand how close we are to this socialist utopia being jammed down everybody's throats. Um, we are just, uh, you know, we are just a breath away, or, or to put it more frankly, uh, uh, a 2008 event away from us having socialism and a Green New Deal. And this is the pro- this is the problem with the binary choice thing. Because it, they just don't like Trump. So whatever Trump is for, they are against. They used to be against late term, last second abortion. Now they're not. Right? Like they used to be against free trade. And now they're not. Because Trump's, tr- Trump has taken tariff positions that uh, they used to love and now hate. The problem is if, if it comes down to a situation where we have an economic collapse and it's a one-on-one situation, they don't like Trump. If Trump's the one arguing for capitalism, they're going to go the other way. And they also are going to go the other way because they'll promise jobs. Hey, if we have to, uh, if oh, yeah. we have to build high-speed rail and we have to do mm-hmm. all this, they're gonna they're gonna just say this is the work projects. This is we built dams like this. This, this is, is how every socialist utopia begins, begins right? Yes. It's it's the idea of we can we understand you don't necessarily feel comfortable with these sorts of things, but we need them right now. It's common sense to do them right now. The economy is going down and we're in big trouble, and we you need us. Well, you know, one thing I can't get past is uh, is how. How blind people are on the left. May I play? Now, I know this is really going to, you know, great lengths here. But may I play Cardi B from last week when she was when she was talking about where is the tax dollars go? And, you know, they're taking this money from celebrities. Listen. So, you know, the government is taking 40 percent of my taxes. And Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with my tax money because you know mm. what i'm saying like when you donate like when you donate to a kid from a foreign country they give you updates of what they doing with your donation i want to know what you're doing with my tax money because i'm from new york and the streets is always dirty we was voted the dirtiest city in america what is y'all doing there's still rats on the damn trains i know y'all not spending it in no damn prison because y'all be giving two underwears one jumpsuit for like five months so what is doing with my money what is y'all doing with my money i want to know i want receipts i want everything i want to know what is doing with my money okay all right she is classy now, uh, is that true you only get two underwears in prison is uh, that true? and one jumpsuit every six months one I jumpsuit think. yeah uh could we play the uh, other clip where she says her poor lifestyle you know what I hate? I hate when celebrities do something very extravagant, buy something very luxurious. There's people in the comments like, you could have donated that, or we going backwards, you could have done this and that with your money. And it's like, who are you to tell people what to do with their hard-working-ass money? First ah. of all, do you know that 
artists, I celebrities, mm-hmm. the IRS, yep. out of every check that you make, they automatically take 45% what? of the check. That means you <laughs> what? Are you serious, Cardi? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's stop it. It is, it's honestly, huh. it's only happening to celebrities and artists. Only celebrities and only artists. Only celebrities right. and artists. They have to pay these things called taxes. Clueless. Absolutely clueless. It's less and entertaining they, for a lot of people, but that, that's a mainstream viewpoint. Would have no idea that people like Cardi B are paying 45% of the taxes. She just happens to be thrust into this world because of her success. Most people who are listening to her music are, are, don't believe that's even happening with rich people.